Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Sift Spoil, finally, for Avatar The Way of Water. We're going to go all over the uh, hanging threads, romances, jokes, Easter eggs, cameos, deaths, resurrections, and post-credit sequences. They all die. For Avatar The Way They already did. They already did die. (laughs) Yeah. And they brought them back. Uh, it's original. <laughs> First, honest, honest apologies for this is not popping up in your feed. Sooner, we had a recording malfunction. Uh, that recording malfunction was my brain malfunctioning to remember <laughs> to do the recording. So we're recording this after. Well, we did have a hard out after that last podcast. So we, we did. Came right up, we came right up and passed it, actually. So. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That is true. Uh, but we're going to get it to you because we promised it. And we try to keep our promises eventually uh, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about some things with Avatar. I know there was one thing specifically I hinted at in the main show that I wanted to make sure and cover. So I guess we can start there and then just talk about anything else in the movie that uh, you specifically want to mention uh, as a spoiler that impacts uh, your like or hatred of this movie, as is the case with Andrew. Uh, hatred? Just, Whoa! Hate, just completely hates this <laughs> I movie. I said it was okay! It's his least favorite movie of the last century, he told me in private. So That's uh, true. Throwing <laughs> yeah. such shade. There's a reason I said that in private, Aaron Gush. Can't trust sorry, you with anything. Sorry. Uh, okay, so I remember talking in the main episode about a moment towards the end of the movie where I was like, oh no, we're going right. towards this trope. And when this happens, I'm going to be so disappointed in you, Jim. All the things they say about you shall be true. Please don't go here. And there were several opportunities for it to go there, and it didn't. And here's what I was talking about. There is a real, real opportunity for the person who is not changing sides, not being a double agent, to be caught doing something that looks like they're a double agent, right? In this case, we're talking about, uh, oh, what's his name? Human child. Spider. Spider, Spider. right? We're talking about Spider. Because of his uh, love of his dad, whatever the case may be, he uh, he has a real opportunity for, like, Natiri or somebody to be just peeping in at the wrong time where he just happens to hug his dad or happens to, you know, save him from the water, which, by the way, he actually does. Um, and it's just one of those easy movie things to create this tension between people that are, you know, friends. And by the way, I'm not saying the story won't eventually do this. Uh, it actually could work really well. 
in some context, but the context of a sudden thing at the end of this movie to set things up, I was just like, oh, please don't go there. Like, you know, and not only does it not go there, the movie kind of makes the effort, the extra effort to like really tie this family together completely, like give Spider that moment with the brothers to have that moment where they're, you know, um, one of the brothers comes back for him and saves him. They have that cool, you know, handshake moment or whatever. And, you know, it does, it kind of does the opposite. And so that was the specific moment I was talking about where I was like, yeah. oh, we have a chance to go for a trope here. And I was dreading it. And instead the movie went the other way and it made me happy. I was, I was glad that it, you know, it was like, no, 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 we are for now at least setting this family uh, unit up to be solid, like completely solid, even as much time as spider sent spent with them. He may be starting to feel things about this guy kind of being his dad or another version of his dad, but his, his allegiance is never in question in this movie. Never. And I really, I really appreciated that because, um, yeah, now that you've articulated, yeah, I couldn't agree more. There were so many opportunities and I certainly felt like it was inevitable. Like, oh, okay, he's going to be, he's going to be caught between these two worlds and he's going to flip or he's not going to flip. He's going to just going to do something that alienates him from, uh, the Sully clan, right? That he he has to get shunned from them right. for this third act to be set right. up. And it's at the end of the movie, they rather, uh, you know, explicitly bring him back into the fold and say, you know, a son for a son. I lost mine, but I'm basically going to adopt you. Mm-hmm. And that was really sweet. And I thought actually uh, uh, rather effective uh, emotionally at kind of wrapping up those character arcs, but still leaving some breadcrumbs for potential... Uh, you know, drama to play out in parts three, four, or five. So, and I think you mentioned this in the in the episode proper, Aaron. How well this movie took um, all of these story threads and concluded them while still giving us more to wait for. Mm-hmm. We didn't yeah. get a Dune part one, and we also don't get a movie that's so closed off. How could they possibly do a sequel here? Right. Uh, I really appreciate it. like the the back forty five minutes of this movie are just absolute masterclass in how to write. And then direct and block good action blockbuster filmmaking. It was so good. Yeah, and I guess I, I could jump off that, uh, jump off of that with you know some other spoilers about some of these relationships. But you know, because we have the big death, right? We have the death of uh, one of the sons. Forgive me, I, I get their names uh, crossed. I can't up. even. I can't even pronounce them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them is just Took, right? T U K Took. Uh, I believe so. Um, I should, I should one, of, one of the big one of the big things people hold against the first Tuke's one is one of no, the daughters is is yeah. Tuke is the I think the youngest daughter. I could be okay, wrong. Okay, that's right. That's right. But uh, the, one of the things people hold against the original Avatar sometimes is like, well, it didn't have any cultural standing because nobody can remember the characters' names. And I'm like, well, that probably has more to do with the fact that they are just culturally different than you know most people who've watched the movie, and so it's harder it's, to hold it's on. It's also to a them. thing people don't remember character names. Like, do you remember a single person? his name from inception which came out the same year like it's not well i do actually yeah I dominic cobb. okay besides dominic cobb can you remember another one yeah Eames. Mm-hmm. all right all yeah. right we'll get out of here with your film <laughs> film graphic memory it's because i just watched it like three days ago so yeah. that's, that's fair yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so the older the older brother dies, and you have all of these di- you know relationship dynamics, family dynamics that have been building in this movie. You know, the younger brother, older brother stuff is here quite a bit, um, and so now the younger brother is dealing with the 
guilt of it not being him. He's dealing with the question of, did my parents like him better? Was he the chosen one? And now who am I? And I can't live up to that. And so he's dealing with, you know, all those kind of stories. You've got Natiri dealing with seeing, you know, uh, or having this rage, knowing that the Korich um, is responsible for the death of her son. And so you can foresee in one of the future movies a real moment where, you know, uh, they have their big, you know, kind of come to Jesus moment together. And, and it's possible that Quaritch has shifted and changed. And, you know, and you, he- you had alluded to this. And I, and I'd wonder, do you genuinely believe that Quaritch is going to flip sides in one of the sequels? And he's going to, now that he isn't in, now that he is a Navi, do you think he's going to eventually pledge allegiance to the blue I flag? Don't, I, I don't think that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was somewhere we attempted to go. I think it's much more likely that we will see him not like switch sides and fight for the Sullies, but have a moment of final redemption, like a moment where he gives his life uh, for the Navi in some way. Um, I can see that. And, and not so it's not like that kind he, of a Darth Vader moment, right? Correct. He's bad, yeah. he's bad pretty much right up until the very, very end. <laughs> right. Yeah. Something like that I can see uh, happening. But it's but it's got all these intertwined things set up, even with the, the new tribe and the, you know, the different relationships there. And it's just, it'll be really interesting to, uh, to see kind of where we go uh, with all those relationships have being set up because there's so many possibilities. Like there's so many different possibilities of ways that genuine story tension can exist in, you know, the characters and the stories they've already gone through. And I, I also think you'll see more of Natiri um, in uh, in Sully in the um, in the next movies as well. That we you, know, you we think get- so because I, I get this sneaking suspicion they're going to be sidelined even more or even maybe yeah. killed, mm. and then yeah. the next movie is almost entirely their kids. Mm. And the which is interesting. Children. Then and, we jump a generation ahead. It's like Avatar I, all over again. And I don't know how much of a spoiler, you know, rumors and like random quotes from Cameron is. But he has been uh, – he has mentioned that he only needed the kids to film up until the middle point of part four. Oh. Which suggests oh, a time jump in the fifth. time jump, yeah. And they, they won't be kids anymore, so he's going to use different actors as the grown-up versions. Or they're all killed. I, like, who knows? It could right. be anything. But uh, I'll probably forget that little piece of info by the time 2026 rolls around <laughs> and part four comes out. But – um, then he won't it need is, to recast them. They'll already be grown up. <laughs> but yeah, just go back to the mocap uh, swimming pool and you yeah. know get back to it. Yeah, I thought he had only shot uh, two and three. I didn't think he had shot any of four. Maybe he did shoot some parts he, of four. He shot he shot all of two, almost all of three, and a portion of four that I think takes place when they're still kids. Maybe it was a flashback. Maybe it's just the first act. Uh, but the the way he phrased the quote did seem to suggest I want to film these kids while they're kids because I know it's going to take me six years to find all this movie. So by the time it comes out in six or seven years or whatever, uh, they're going to be grown up. They're going to be in their mid twenties. So he filmed them all in twenty. Yeah. Maybe it, it was twenty eighteen. Maybe it is three and four are this generation, and five and six are the next generation. You know, like um, that's that's very possible. Uh, I, I want to ask Andrew, uh, being the the uh, the one who did not love this movie. Um, are you excited at all for the sequels? Do you think that this franchise can be redeemed? Do you think are you still invested, even though this one disappointed you? It disappointed me, but again, I thought it was okay. It's it's not like I'm 
I, I want to go back and see it again. I want to see if it was just a bad, like, movie-going experience. But my... This is what I was thinking about since we recorded the main show, which obviously we just did, you know? There's no time jump here for us. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Clearly, clearly, we didn't forget a thing. Yeah, but this is what it... <laughs> this, is, this is what I've been thinking about, is I keep going back to, was it just a bad movie-going experience? Was it just like... That I didn't see it in the right, you know, frame setting. Of mind. Yeah. No, not not right frame of mind. Like, like having seen it in 3D regular screen, which I don't like seeing, you know. And it yeah. made me focus on the story element. And me not liking the story, it made me wonder, is the only chance of me actually really liking this movie seeing it in theaters? Like, when it comes to DVD or, you know, buying it digitally... Am I going to revert back to not liking it because sure. I, I'm, you know, focusing on the I mean, that's entirely possible. I, 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 I have always been a huge staunch defender of the original. I loved it when it came which out. I, it was a, like a I ground, love too. groundbreaking, you know, life-changing cinematic experience. And then I watched it every year uh, after that for a few years in a row on Blu-ray. And, yeah, even me, I yeah, it loses a lot of its luster when it's on home video. I don't think it's... Uh, a terrible film on home video, but it goes from like masterpiece to like really great time. And you definitely, it loses a couple points when you have to watch it at home without the 3D, without the 100 foot screen. And I suspect um, part of your experience was, was, you know, maybe a bit nullified from, you know, wherever you saw it, however that was. That being said, all your criticisms uh, are probably valid and I don't, uh, I don't think those will change. So from a story perspective, irregardless, that's not a word, irrespective <laughs> of um, the actual visuals, are you interested to see these characters and story threads resolved? Abs- in absolutely. You? Okay. Avatar till the end of time, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> we'll ride or die with the Omatsukaya clan, right? That's I really right. Am, man. I, I, will, I will watch this, for Avaternity. Uh. This Pandora is... One of the most magical, fantastic places is incredible. I've ever, you know, seen like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. It's up there. Pandora is just an escapist dream. Everything about it is, you know, uh, the stuff of wonder. And oh, 100%, I'm, yeah. I'm all for that all day. And yeah, yeah the story hit a, a, a speed bump for me. Really, that's that's all it is. Um, and yeah, just the Stephen Lang stuff just didn't work for me. But I love the Sullys. Natiri is great. I loved these kids and seeing where their story is going. I, it's I see I see great potential for yeah for sure three through fifteen or however many he's going to be making. <laughs> you know, I think I think the, the the plan is five. But I have also read a few things that suggest if they still keep pulling in two billion each. Uh, he might do six or seven, or I should say, someone else might do six or seven. Do we have he, any numbers uh, right that, now? As of recording this, and it hasn't been out a week, um, or actually about a week right now. We're recording this seven days after it's Thursday mid afternoon premiere. Uh, it's up around six hundred million dollars worldwide, uh, which is uh, pretty pretty fantastic. <laughs> and so, I suspect it'll do very well over the sleepy holiday season without any competition. Uh, yeah. People are going to wait. They're going to wait to see it in the you know the premiere format they can. They're not going to go and see any random showtime. They're going to wait until they have an opportunity to go to the biggest screen they can. Um, yeah, I suspect this will do great. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, 
Um, the first Avatar, I don't know. I loved it for sure, but I don't know that I was like ever looking forward to seeing more. I wasn't like clamoring for a sequel when I heard about it. It's like, cool, I'll wait. I'll be patient. And then obviously we had to keep waiting and keep being patient. Mm-hmm. That said, as soon as this one ended, as soon as The Way of Water was over, I was like, oh my gosh, I need... I need whatever you have next right away. I cannot wait to see. There were th- so many like dangling concepts and potential left out there on the water that like I want to go back as soon as possible and figure out what's going on. Like first and foremost, this is probably such a non-starter in the actual movie, but Beachhead City. I was like, I, I need to see more of this. What's yeah. Edie Falco's character going to do? What is, what are the, what's the human race up to in part three? I need to find out like how that's going to affect. Because they start building these little foundational elements, but they don't really pay off in this uh, picture because they don't really need to pay off. Uh, so I'm see, really excited. Did you see the Edie Falco quote that uh, she... Yes. <laughs> It was so long ago that she filmed that she assumed the movie came out a while ago and just flopped. She didn't yeah. realize it hadn't come out yet. I mean, well, they some of this principal photography wrapped in 2017. I know. Like five and a half years ago, they filmed some of this stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely do not uh, falter for forgetting it no, ever came out. No, <laughs> Just take another sip of that coffee from your uh, mech suit's uh, hand. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what, what are you most excited to see in the next one? Or what, what was the thing that you're... That's a great question. The desert tribe. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think what I'm most excited to see, and this is a cop-out, but it's not intended to be one, <laughs> is whatever James Cameron wants to show me. Like, I, like it's, he's kind of put me in a place where there's, so many, where there's so many opportunities. There's so many different ways it could go that, like, for me to be like... Uh, this is what I want to see. I, that's kind of almost the first step on the path to toxic fandom, right? Where it's like, ah, if I don't get this thing, then right, right. then I'll, I'll kind of be disappointed. I just kind of want to see what he brings. I mean, he's he's earned my trust. Uh, so that is I don't a know. great answer, and I think I'm completely on board because when this movie just does, it's like IMAX screensaver, and it's like forget plot, forget characters. Here's music and visuals. Just enjoy this feast I have cooked for you. Mm-hmm. It's like yes, James, I would like leftovers and seconds. I'll come back tomorrow for more. <laughs> that's like right. that's that's really, I think the, the the heart of this movie. If you are on board for what he's going to do, I think you'll have a good time. But if you want to bring your own expectations to it. Uh, you might not be satisfied because this movie goes really light on plot for like the middle hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Like nothing substantially happens. And I've heard some people and some criticisms um, that like that portion of the film didn't work for them because they weren't interested and like things weren't exciting. There were no action sequences. And uh, I completely disagree. Actually, I kind of like the easy breezy, just like let's go along for the adventure and watch these people interact with this completely fake world it well that's what was, i it's loved it's about the I, first movie too that's my favorite yeah. part of the first movie yeah right it's all it's also not completely true he does throw in action even even yeah. amidst that middle part you know with the wailing and the there's the you know the kids going out on their <laughs> yeah, I, I don't i don't agree with it but it's it's a criticism i've heard a few different times this past week that mm. that even what even like the the whale rescue, right? Like the like pulling the thing out of the whale's fin and that kind of yeah. stuff. Like it's not action necessarily, but it it's is engaging. It, it, well, it, it is a real sense of like visual um, mastery, right? Like it's it's still a scene that's like there's stuff going on, and you're interested what the next beat of this moment will be. And yeah. so yeah. yeah, I was trying to just bring some devil's advocacy here because I don't know that. <laughs> uh, we, we have anything. Right, right, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think that, that that concludes my thoughts. I don't know that there's any other spoilery elements that uh, we didn't get a chance to dive into proper. Did you want to talk about any of the uh, specific moments, like lines or big? You know, we talked about the the guy's arm getting you yeah, know pulled off. I was going to say one, one specific that. moment that one of my favorites. Yeah, is when the the whale hunter gets his arm pinned by the harpoon cable, and then it it gets pulled taut, and then just slices it straight off. And I was like, yes, there was something so cathartic about that. And and the and the parallel to the whale losing his fin mm-hmm. was yeah. just like, oh, that that. You know, chef's kiss of like cinematic um, parallels is just. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should I should have seen that coming, but it was it was great when it did. Did uh, Jermaine did- Clement feel just weird to everybody else? I, I'm, I'm, I'm I hope he's going to be explored more. I, I loved him, but he was only he in die? it for. I don't think so. I, I thought I, he was on that ship that the whale crushed. Oh, well, maybe. he he, he might have been. I don't think we explicitly see it. I don't know that we're going to get more from him. I imagine the whaling kind of uh, thing is is by the wayside now. But uh, what I loved about that character was it's a role that I guess we have partially seen it in the original Avatar, but it's but it's really fleshed out here of the idea of somebody who's lost their soul. You know, they've just mm. they've they've lost like you can tell he knows what he's doing is crushing him. Like he just doesn't love what he does, and yet he's just kind of made the the mental decision to be yeah. like, this is how I'm going to get rich, and I hate it. And and you can see it just it just sucked his soul out. He has no soul, and it's just a it's an interesting character that really exists in real life. You know, that absolutely. It so. actually brings up a um, a point I did forget about, which is uh, Norm Spellman. Um, he is barely in this film, right? Uh, Jake's yeah. human friend, uh, the yeah. nerdy uh, guy. Yeah, Joel uh, David Moore. Yeah, yeah, Joel David. That's his, that's the actor. I was trying to think of it. Um, he's barely in this. Maybe two scenes, maybe six lines of dialogue total. Yeah. Uh, I hope we get to see more of him at some point. He was one of my favorite characters in the original. I thought he was a really good proxy for the audience. Um, and in uh, this movie, Jimmy, uh, Jermaine Clement, kind of the same way. I really wanted to see more of his backstory, just a little bit of how he's dealing with this, whether or not he actually died. And I suspect, hopefully, if there's an extended version on home media, it may not look as nice, but we might get a lot more of those types of characters. I don't think we're going to see more of Jake. I think the deleted scenes are going to flesh out a lot of those like human characters and people on the, the sidelines and stuff. And I'd be interested to see that for sure. I just had a crazy epiphany. If you guys remember in the first Avatar movie... Do you remember when Norm's uh, like character, like his uh, avatar, dies, and he like like climbs out of the machine, and he's like grasping his heart and stuff? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yes. If his avatar died, how did he transfer his consciousness to the avatar to live in it afterwards? He didn't. He's he's shown in this movie. He still has to plug in and plug out. He, well, I think he's got a new is, body. How do you get a new body? Don't they have to like? Yeah, but I just grew it. I don't know. <laughs> they say it takes like six years for it to grow, so yeah. at some point he got a new one. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, they grew one. It'll work. Yeah, fine. It works. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about now that you can spoil? Any other moments? Any other... It's actually refreshing that this is not the type of movie that has a lot of... It's not spoilery. It's not the movie you need to rush out on day one mm. uh, for fear of it getting ruined. It's not like a Spider-Man No Way Home where cameo after cameo are you know really integral to the enjoyment. This or movie there's is, some big twist that right, changes right. everything. This, yeah, this is, this is not a movie that can, I think, really... Yeah, one of the kids dies in the third act, and that's sort of the impetus for a big action uh, set piece. But 
It is not, I think, even if you knew that going in, if you listen to this if spoiled before actually seeing the movie, I would still give it my highest recommendation because I don't mm-hmm. think that really ruins or bothers anything. Yeah, it is well, a little bit spoiler proof. It does. It kind of feels just like a very, a very straight spoiler proof story in in many ways. I mean, it's a lot like a theme park ride. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can see it. You can see um, if I go on this ride on the other side of the park right now, I can see that it has a loop. I can see it has a you know a eighty foot drop. But actually, going on that eighty foot drop is very different from watching somebody else mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And I suspect that even if you know all the beats and you know how this is going to work, you know how Corch is resurrected. I don't think it matters, like yeah. at all. Yep. I think the thing that is keeping me from saying it's as good as the first one is the first one never, I don't know if James Cameron ever planned on it being a franchise. He made a, he made a full finished movie with the first Avatar. I think this one, if I'm going to pull any more Marvel parallels is how the first Avatar felt like Infinity War, which felt like a full movie. Whereas this movie, Way of Water feels like Endgame, which feels like a sequel. There's there's just tons of hanging threads in Easter or in a you know plot uh, for future movies instead of you know being a full movie at, all on its own. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I think it does both fairly well. But you're absolutely right. It it is both a sequel and a prequel to what's to come. The movie is very aware that it is now part of a cinematic universe, that it is now part of a bigger story, right? It's episodic in a way that the first one wasn't ever intended to be. This one was t- intended to be episodic. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and I would say that's actually one of my, my biggest, if only gripes of this is the first 40 minutes of uh, way of water felt like a narrative reset where it's like, well, if we want to do this right, uh, we need to get all these people back and we need to get them to these places. So you weren't – Jim wasn't content with starting where Avatar left off. He basically redid that ending in the first 30, 40 minutes of this movie. And then it's like, all right, now we can start our four-picture franchise where Avatar is sort of a prologue. It sets up the mm-hmm. concept. But we almost do a hard reset with where people are, what their motivations are, who they're related to or if they're alive or dead. And then start fresh from there, which I think if he had had in mind, he was always going to do five the first movie would not have ended with a lot of things the way they did. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. I agree. Well, there you go. There are some uh, clearly immediate uh, thoughts on spoilers from uh, yeah. Avatar, the way of water. Um, you know, just, just, I just decided to wait a few days to put it out for you. You know, just, we, yeah. we could talk about this all week. Clearly <laughs> we could, we could, we love you guys. Thank you for, uh, for downloading, for listening, for supporting at Patreon, whatever uh, the case may be. We really appreciate uh, you being involved with Sif pop. And we, uh, we look forward to, uh, talking about more stuff in the future so lots yeah, we'll to be come back. we'll be back next week to talk about avatar for the third time I think we'll <laughs> yeah. just make this a weekly show we have decided that this is just uh, a sift avatar, avatar now sift avatar is the name of the podcast and uh, that's what we'll be doing all right we'll catch Sif you guys in the next Pandora. one bye, bye. bye.